will you receive it this morning? Amen. That you're in the presence of Almighty God. Why would we say that? Because He said, where two or more gather together in my name, there I am in the midst. We know His word is the truth. Amen. We know it is the truth. God bless you. Good to have you here today. We want to welcome every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What a privilege it is to serve the Lord today. We're happy to have you. Anyone here in our midst, we don't want you to be a visitor. We want you to be a part of us and feel welcome today and part of the family of God. And we welcome you today as part of that family. Amen. Get a chance to to speak to each one of you after the service. That would certainly be an honor and a privilege. Amen. Wow, it's just good to be in the house of God today. I believe the Lord has some great things in store for us. Amen. We have Sister Janice Adams that has consecrated her life to the Lord and is going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And um, we also have... We also have Jude Oglesby that has given his heart to the Lord, and he also wants to follow the Lord in water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's, uh, that's what we do. We, we believe in water baptism, immersion. Amen. Following the scripture as it, is, as it is stated in the Bible and doing as the apostles did. Amen. And um, certainly because uh, it is important because the Bible said baptism doth now save us. Not putting away the filth of the flesh or the outward cleansing, but it's an answer of a good conscience toward God. And then Jesus would say, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. So it's a very important part. It is, a, it is a symbol representing the death, the burial, and then a resurrection. The death of the old man, the, the ones that once lived in sin, and uh, the death of him, burial of that old past, and that old life buried in the waters of separation to rise again in the newness of life. Amen. So we will... We will um, see them today to, uh, make a public acknowledgement that the old man is dead and there's a resurrection taking place. Amen. So we thank God for that because in doing that we follow the very pattern of Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection. That even as he died, so does our old man die. Amen. And goes into a watery grave, comes forth in a resurrection and Two, we follow him in the resurrection. There, therefore, we are risen with Christ. Amen. This is very important. Amen. In our, in our step with God. And then he promised to fill us with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Spirit of God would abide with you forever. Amen. My, it's a, a privilege to be assembled today. And um, we have a very special event that we... Uh, have today our brother Danny Del Mondo is here from uh, the Philippines. He lives in uh, the metro area of uh, Manila, but he's more than just a Filipino pastor, but he's also a missionary out into Indonesia and to um, 
uh, different uh, other areas there, Milamar, where he's now working, Cambodia, that he's helped establish churches there, and also, um, you know, in Japan, one of our co-workers in Japan. I want to remind you, Brother George, Sister Trish, uh, Winters are there right now in Japan. We have spoken with them this week and greeted them. We will be, uh, Brother Craig Boer and I will be addressing them later this week in their convention. And um, we'll be speaking to the believers in Japan. This is really important, you know, because Japan is a, is a heathen nation, a pagan nation. And uh, maybe one or one percent uh, Christianity, and so you know we want to establish the gospel because this gospel must be preached unto all the world, so the end can come. Amen. Amen. And we have a responsibility to send the light, Amen. the blessed gospel light, and and um, you know we we cannot just be happy that we we've got the message of grace and. You know, we have been saved, and a few of our family have been saved, but we want to reach out into all the world, into every community that we can, amen, to send the light of the gospel out. I believe that um, that's a burden that should be in every heart. Also, we want to welcome Sister Isabella here with us, too. Today is, is Brother Danny Del Mondo's wife, and we're happy to have her with us in the service, too. And what a privilege that is to have the saints of God together with us. Amen. I want us to sing this song, um, you know, as uh, Brother Danny will come today and share what God is doing, and he'll give a little bit of his um, mission report and then minister the Word of God. But I, I want us to sing a song, you know, as we think of this, our responsibility and to all the world, and especially in this last day, you know, when knowledge has been vastly increased and travel then has been increased, as Daniel would prophesy in the book of Daniel chapter 12, and, and, and this last day, and we, we've got to finish up the work of Jesus Christ, amen, carrying the gospel into all the world. I want to sing this the song, Send the Light, the Blessed Gospel Light, and Maybe you can find a verse or two of that to go along with it there, too, with me. Let us just worship the Lord as we sing this. And remember, as Brother Danny ministers, we've got a responsibility to go and tell someone. Amen. Everyone who's a witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. You, you then become a witness and you go and tell someone what the Lord has done for you. Amen. It's not just for you. But if it's really happened to you, you want somebody else to know he's not a dead God, but he's a risen Lord. Amen. Well, there's a call comes a ringing o'er the restless way. Send the light. Yes, send the light. There are souls to rescue. There are souls to save. Send the light. Oh, send the light. Light. And the 
responsibility wherever we are at school at college on our uh, job at home wherever we are to let the light shine amen and today I'm just really happy to have with us our brother Danny Del Mondo as we have fellowshiped over the last couple of days and you know I've met him in many different meetings different places but um, to get to meet him on a more personal level, has been a real privilege and a joy. And I know that you'll be blessed by it today as, as he comes to share the things that's on his heart. Amen. What God has done for him. You know, that's what, I, what really means anyhow, what God has done for you. Amen. That is a personal testimony, a personal witness. I've met the Lord. You know, Paul would say it like this, you know, as he, as he would, could speak of Peter haven't met the Lord and all of the other disciples and he said I met him too he was in the form of a pillar of fire but I met the Lord I was in his presence too amen every one of you that have been filled with this with his spirit you can say the same thing I met the Lord I know him personally it's my experience now I'm just not telling about everybody else's experience but he's become a personal God and a personal Savior to me Amen. God bless you, Brother Danny, as you come. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You got your microphone on? Yeah. Amen. God bless you. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. And it's a great privilege to be here uh, standing behind this respected pulpit and uh, with the great man of God behind me. I feel more nervous. <laughs> uh, my wife just asked me last night, she said, are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. I'm very nervous. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's been a great privilege. And that's very true. I, I, meet, I met uh, Brother Tim, Brother Timothy in many, uh, many meetings, but we never had the opportunity to, you know, uh, everywhere but the team is always crowded with people, with ministers, and at times, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a shy guy and uh, just sit down. And it's just a privilege that uh, when, when I met Brother Timothy in Japan, along with, with Brother Craig, and Brother Craig is a, a close friend and a brother 
for quite some time, and I've been visit. I, I was able to visit his church when he was pastoring. Visit their home. I'm glad to meet his family back here. And uh, uh, Brother Craig has been our uh, speaker in our youth camp, where I'm the one coordinating it for years now. And uh, we gather around 700 young people. And uh, Brother Craig had been. Uh, a great blessing to us. Perhaps I would like to give you time to sit down for a while to make way and uh, for the uh, few uh, mission reports. And this is my very first time to be here. And it, 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 I, it is a privilege to share you uh, what the Lord is doing and uh, just to give you a little peep of what, what's going on on the other side. Uh, so... We are actually active in doing mission works, uh, of course, first in the Philippines. And Philippines in itself is a mission field because we're composed of 7,100 islands and uh, uh, over a little 100 million people, which is dominated by Roman Catholic faith. Uh, I grew up as a Catholic and uh, I studied in a Catholic school. I taught for a year in a Catholic school, so I know what Roman Catholic faith is. Uh, but it's just the grace of the Lord to be able to hear this message and to recognize and realize that I, I have been a part of God's thought, amen, from eternity. And uh, so as we have just uh, uh, sang, uh, we, need, we need to send this light that we have received. As John said, we are not that light. John said, I'm not the light, but I'm witness to the light. So God has opened our eyes, and uh, it's, it's a responsibility for us to, to send this message out. And uh, so let me show you some things, probably. Uh, uh, we, we do this, what we call Mystery Expo in the Philippines. Uh, yeah, it's been actually introduced by Brother Ruel in the Philippines, and it has gained a lot of uh, good results, reaching out for the denomination. And what we do, we invite ministers from the denomination for a free seminar, uh, free uh, books uh, uh, for ministry. And, you know, uh, when it's free, people get interested. Uh, and it's a seminar. Actually, seminar is not a message term. But we, we use this term to be able to reach out for uh, the denominational ministers. And, you know, when, you, when a pastor is being baptized, just like uh, the... So you see there, I am showing a picture of the prophet. But this comes after the third presentation. I have three series of modules, module one, module two, and then... Uh, in, in module one, we just we, we present them the seven church ages, as I have told to the uh, to the ministers yesterday, to the brothers, Amen. Uh, we lead them to the book of Revelation by God's grace, and uh, uh, you see, it's only the bride where our the, the book of Revelation is very much used. You know, you look at their Bible, and the uh, pages are actually at times sticking together. You know, because. Uh, they're afraid to touch on because for them it's, it, it's too much. But once, uh, uh, once God opened uh, his word and they become interested and in, uh, showing them the, the, the symbolism, uh, 
that, that has something to do with this generation. Just like as I have illustrated yesterday, you know, we, I just showed them a picture of a no parking sign, you know. And I asked them, well, how, how do you read this? And they see, you see, they say, everybody says, it's no parking. But there's no letter, there's no word whatsoever. It's just a symbol. And so when you say, you see, the book of Revelation says, Blessed is he that read and hear, and they that keep these words of the book of this prophecy. And so now, when you show them this picture and put them in the book of Revelation, then they have idea. And we share them the, the seven golden candlesticks and its church history. And then you tie up with the first four seals about the book of Revelation, on the book of Revelation. And they come to find out that these scriptures are coming alive in their midst. And they become interested. And, you know, and they say, we want more. <laughs> so we come to the module, module number two. And then we discuss Revelation, uh, 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 the fifth seal and the sixth seal about the, the Jews and the, the great tribulation. And along, along those lines, uh, 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 you see, and then later on, they become interested more. And we share them about the five comings of Elijah. And we, without even mentioning the name of the prophet. But they already enjoyed part of the revelation that they have heard. And so when, you, when we share the, the, the seven seal about that half hour silence, of course it is necessary to share them about the prophet. And then we, we, we play the deep call it unto the deep like what we did in Japan. And then we distribute out. Then that's the time we distribute books. And so in this time... So you see, uh, okay. How do you do that? okay. So you see that pastor there in the corner, uh, he was baptized, and then we distribute books. And afterwards, this this pastor had been baptized along with this congregation, and so it happened a number of times, and uh, it is still earning a lot of good results. And so this principle. Uh, uh, we, we also do mission works in, in the Parplang areas. This is in Sambales where there are Aidas. We've been working here for more than 10 years now. And uh, so they are natives. We call them Aitas. They are small. Uh, I can say small. I am small, but they are smaller. And to prove you, I look tall when I'm, when I'm standing with them. You know, so, uh, so we already have two groups in these tribes, and both of them are pastors. One is uh, Brother Oscar, and the other one is uh, uh, Brother Nick. So those are Bibles that we distribute for them. All right, so these are young people also visiting, and that's the uh, little church that, uh, by God's grace, we were able to build for them. And uh, so that's the brother. And the young people, uh, at the end of... Uh, of the year during you know during christmas season toys are very expensive but after the season it becomes cheap <laughs> so by the little contribution that they have plus the uh old toys but still uh it's still good you know uh, you make this this uh kids smile and it's it brings a blessing also now in this part of the area this is uh another place where we do during uh, last part of December where we gather at least 12 churches uh, and Sister Isabella, my wife, gather some, uh, they raise a little fund with everything that they can and we buy 
uh, packs of uh, uh, you know spaghetti or, or something that they can we can share with them, and they're so happy about it. Uh, so this is the women's department in our church in action. Uh, you know, they cannot preach, but they can do something. And this one here, this is a church uh, in the highland, way up north. In, in, this is called Baguio. This is up in the mountain. And by God's grace, we were able to build a church. Uh, but after the, this, this place had been uh, uh, improved and uh, developed by the believers, then some influential people you know, uh, demolished our church building. Uh, and so now our, 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 uh, our brethren here, uh, we are praying for a, a place to, to build a, a church for them. And the Lord has provided. So that was the old church when, when we dedicated this building. But it was, it was torn down. So he has given us a place to build a church. And the owner of this land uh, give us the privilege to to pay them in terms. And Lord willing, we will be able to complete the payment this coming December. And uh, by God's grace and provision, amen, God's, uh, uh, God's people will be again worshiping in this place with their uh, uh, new, new structure by, by God's grace. So this is in Indonesia. I started going to Indonesia. I introduced this Mystery Expo in 2003, and we started doing this in 2004. At that time, there were only three churches in Indonesia. One in Depok, one in Jakarta, and another one in, the, in, in Medan. But over the years, 2004, and it's 2018 now, by God's grace, the Lord has moved. And these people, these ministers who have seen uh, uh, the light uh, are also witnessing about the light. And last February, we were able to... Uh, to continue on, and these are old families that have received the message in 2004, and uh, that brother became a deacon of the church, a message church, and he said, Brother Danny, we have been praying for you to come back. You baptized me, you baptized my wife, you baptized my eldest son, and now it's time for you to baptize my youngest daughter. So it's, it's not me, but it's the word that they received that keep them, amen, to continue uh, believing this message and in this picture you will see that now we have over 30 ministers last this is just taken last february when we conducted the ministers meeting in 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 medan we're we're so glad and one of the brothers here the one that i am telling with brother craig the other one that brother there amen his father was the one who received the message and i baptized him and the brother was a denominational preacher and uh, uh, he's, he, at that time, he was not interested with, with the message. But when his father in his deathbed, he said, Son, you know, I believe there is truth in this message. And if you want to see me, I know my days is numbered, you know. And uh, if you still want to see me, amen, we will, see in the, uh, we will meet the Lord in the rapture. You must believe this message of the hour. Because outside this message, there is no rapture. Amen. And so that brother now, amen, took took charge, and he's now pastoring also the message church in Surabaya. Lord willing, I will be back there uh, to conduct series of meetings also. So that is how the Lord is. Now in Japan, of course, we are, we, uh, we, we are involved and we hold meetings in the house. But when we, uh, when we talk, 
Uh, that corner there is Brother Timothy's picture. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but you see, when we put, I'm, I'm a man that, you know, I am, uh, I, 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 I'm used to working with the team, you know. And so when we discuss this Japan mission, mission work uh, with, with, with Brother Craig, and, and then last January, we put our, all our efforts together, and now it is gaining its momentum, and we're glad that Brother George and Sister Trees are right there. And uh, so in January, the Lord, you know, I know part of this had been reported already uh, by Brother George. I watched that being reported last time, and you see, but there is something supernatural that is going on in Japan. Yeah. And simply because you're behind it, the, the, the other brethren are behind it, and we're always willing to yield ourselves to the perfect will of God. And so, uh, this couple here, Brother Emil and Sister Ruth, you know, it was the Lord who made a way for us to meet them. Of course, Brother George is a network man, and he was able to reach for more people in so short a time. And uh, so that was the last day of Brother Tim, Brother, Brother Timothy, Brother Craig, and Brother George. They were heading to the airport. But in that little opportunity to sit down with this couple in the restaurant, and we, we, we covered, we discussed a lot of things, and I remember uh, uh, some, you know, and, 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 and everything was being set, and, but I had one more day, because I'm leaving, I'm flying back to the Philippines the, the following day, and so they want to hear more about the message that we have discussed, you know, and uh, so when, when Brother Timothy, Brother Craig, and Brother George uh, headed up to the airport, they stayed in the hotel, and in that little, you know, in, the, in, 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 in Japan, they only have small room, yes. you know, a small room hotel, not the, the, not the uh, uh, hotel rooms you have here in the, in, in, in the States. But for me, it's just fine. <laughs> okay, so you see this one here, almost half a day, we sat down together, and we, I was able to discuss by God's grace the church ages, and we had a little mystery expo in the room with Brother Emil and Sister Ruth. And when we come to the church of Laodicea, amen, Brother Emil said, you mean, Brother Danny, Jesus is outside the church? Jesus is already outside the church? Well, if we believe that this is a prophetic book, then that is what the book is telling us. And then he said, you know, Brother Danny, now I realize at first we just, we were thinking we are just trying to be different. But as they told us, they have been missionaries in the denomination and they came out of it because of the things that they have found out, the corruption, the politics and everything. And now they felt good. And to top it all, now they are very instrumental in bringing in more Japanese people. Yeah. Amen. So... Uh, amen. So this is the last time. This is after Brother Craig's preaching and just the presence of the Lord came down and you don't normally see this in Japanese people. But who will resist the presence of the Lord? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So I know 
the momentum is already there, so we just, you just keep on praying, and uh, uh, we know that the Lord will keep on doing what He is supposed to do. Now, this is in Myanmar, formerly Burma. I started going here in 2005, and at that time, Myanmar was under military junta, and it's, it's hard to move, but the Lord has opened up doors, and now economy is coming into Myanmar. Uh, they, they have opened up a little bit, and so we can move freely inside. So we were able to baptize. This is a group of uh, 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 ministers that have been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and now they're a big help to the ministry. And they were able, to, uh, the brother was able to introduce me to a bishop of the denomination. His name is uh, Pastor Tumbo. Okay, if you want to go fishing in Myanmar with battle, made both. Uh, you know, can you recognize that boat? <laughs> Made of battles. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, uh, this is Pastor Tinon. I, we, uh, we, I baptized them, him in this. His place is seven hours away from the capital city of Yangon. But this brother is so wise. He said, Brother Danny, I know this, this message is true, but I cannot share it yet. I have a son-in-law who is a professor in the Bible school. So if you will allow him to interpret for you, perhaps the Lord will do something. And we did. And the, his son-in-law is now interested in the message. And next time we're going to sit down and discuss about the message. He say, Brother Danny, uh, uh, when you come back, let me know. And I'm going with you wherever you go. I will take a leave in the Bible school. And I'm interested with what else I have here. I, I, I'm, I'm about to hear about this message of the hour. So his name is Arthur Po. Amen. Please pray for him also. Now this is the bishop I'm telling you. And he, he, he asked me to preach. One brother connected me with him. And I preached in his church uh, Sunday morning. And I just preached a little thing about that white throne judgment, about the, the sheep on the right and, you know, the, the, the goats on the left. And I just challenged them, you know, uh, uh, where, where do they want to go? And everybody wants to go on the right because that's how far that their ministers can, can, can lead them, you know, uh, can, can tell them about the word. But I just challenged them and said, now, if I can show you by the scriptures that there is a better place. Amen. Are you going to follow me? And they, their eyes were so open, you know. And even the pastor who was behind me, amen, and I share about it. And then, you know, and when they see in the scripture that he say, uh, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. You don't have to stand be in front of the, 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 the throne of judgment. And the Bible said to him that overcome will I give to sit with me in my throne. And these scriptures are very... Uh, 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 very familiar. Even our young people know something about it. And you know, the pastor, that pastor stood and he said, I want to go there. <laughs> I'm interested to sit, amen, uh, with him in his throne. And so then the following, uh, the following, uh, uh, he, he then uh, invited me to uh, his office, and in his office, he showed me picture a picture, a map of Myanmar, and there are 30 stars in there. And he said, what? I, I asked, what are those stars for? And he said, these are the 30 churches that the Lord has given me for the 30 years of my ministry. And he said, Brother Danny, when you go back, I will invite the pastor, the assistant pastor, and at least one worker in each church, 
and you shared them about this message that you are telling us. And so we already conducted a message presentation to them, and they're very much interested. So we uh, need your prayers on these things. And so we believe that, you know, his coming is very soon, and we're all looking forward to that. Amen. So can I have your prayers? Amen. Amen. So God bless you. And uh, may we continue to uh, 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 just keep on supporting your mission works, your, your pastor. And uh, so this morning, I deem it a, a great privilege and also a responsibility. Uh, so if, if I preach something that seems to be different, don't ask me. You ask Brother Tim. And believe him because he is your pastor. Amen. So with that, I would like to invite you, amen, to stand up uh, in respect to the reading of his word. Amen. So I know this is nothing new. When Brother, Brother Tim talked to me over the phone, he said, Brother Danny, if you come to the States again, we want you to come by and uh, we, would like, we would be happy to have fellowship with you. And I just said, praise the Lord. Amen. And then he said, Brother Danny, you must preach. I said, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So, let's see in, in the book of Genesis, uh, in chapter 22, uh, Okay, it says in Genesis chapter 22, we start from verse 7. Amen. So it says here, And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father? And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. How many believes he can provide himself a lamb? Amen. In verse 9 he said, And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. And bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto, uh, called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket of, by his thorns, Horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Let's all pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We commit this service into your mighty hand. Lord, uh, 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 we humble yourself, our, ourselves before you 
And may you just, just use these lips, Lord, to utter what is, Lord, pleasing. Amen to you. So, God, we thank you as we commit everything into your mighty hands. And thank you for your blood that is continuously giving us access to the revealed word of the hour. In Jesus Christ's name, everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah. Can we give clap offering to the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. All right. So... I just want to share you a, a, a little thought that the Lord has placed in my heart this morning. And I would like to uh, get on uh, Isaac's question when he asked his father. He said, Father, here is the, the, firewood, the firewood. And of course, there is an altar. But he said, where is the burnt offering? Amen? Which is the sacrifice. So we would like to give a title on this little sermon this morning. Where is the sacrifice? Amen? We're not going to discuss about what is the sacrifice because we know what the sacrifice is. Amen? But, you know, he, he said, you see, when, when Isaac said, first of all, <clears throat> we see Isaac in his young age, when they went up to the mountain... To the Mount Moriah, when he asked his father, he said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And when they reached uh, up there in Mount Moriah, amen, the first thing that Abraham did, he made an altar. And now there's an altar, there is a firewood, amen. But Isaac, was looking for something. He said, where is the sacrifice? Amen. So at young age, Isaac already knew that the complete formula, the formula to worship God. Amen. To please God. Amen. The altar is important. The firewood is important. But where is the sacrifice? Amen. So we, could, we, we, we can tell that Isaac was, was rightfully and faithfully taught by his own father. Amen. That at his young age, he was able to realize the correct and, and, and complete formula to, to worship the Lord. Amen. amen. I'm happy. Amen. That we have fathers today. Amen. That, can, that they can bring their children. They can lead their, their family. Amen. To the church. And, 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 and at, at the young age of our young people, they could see the difference. Amen. amen. People in the denomination, you know, they can, they can go to church. They will be filled with all emotions. They can sing. Amen. But nothing is in there. Amen. You, 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 our young people can sit down in their, in their pews. Our young people can sit down and listen to them. And, and our young people will ask, where is the sacrifice? But there's nothing in there. Amen. But you see, amen. Now, Father, now Abraham, Abraham as a father of faith. He said, amen, he, he, he moved. If we look back at that time, that act to bring your own son, to burn him. Is something that is pagan. That is something which was unacceptable. But what urged Abraham 
to bring his own son there with his intention to deliberately kill his own son and burn him. Nobody will be able to understand that. So that's why even Sarah wasn't there. Because you know the heart of a mother. Right? Amen. And his own servants, you know, they went together and he said, you just stay here. Amen. Because they could not understand. Nobody in that in that place, amen, is allowed, hallelujah, to be to be with Abraham and Isaac because only Abraham had that revelation of that voice. Amen. So Abraham did not question God. Abraham did not have any kind of explanation, any kind of reasoning. Because for him, it was the voice of God. Amen. He did not ask, Lord, you gave me this son. I have waited 25 long years. I raised him more than 10 years now, 12 years. You know, I love him so much. Amen. And this is the product of our faith. Amen. No question whatsoever. But his intention was only to please God. And I know that you are here. There's no other, there's no other reason why you are here but just to please the Lord. Yeah. Amen. People don't understand what we are doing. Amen. But, but we know where these boys come from. So Abraham had that act of faith. Amen. He did not only uh, have that intellect, intellectual faith. And uh, uh, he moved. Into something where God placed him. Yeah. Amen. So you see. Uh, in the message work is faith expressed. Let me allow me just to read a few statements here. He said at times and the same time as it is to us. Because our works express what faith we have. But if we're afraid to act on what we believe. Then we do not believe it. Yeah. See you've got. To believe it. And if we believe it, we must act on something that we believe. Amen. So we believe that God remains a healer today. So when we got sick, we have no we, we believe that there is a great physician who always watching over us. And we believe he's not only able, but he is willing to give what we are praying for. Amen. You know, at times we are guilty of, you know, when we, when we feel something in our bodies. And because this is the day of information, this is information technology aids. And you can find everything. I feel some, 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 something, you know. And, uh, and at times we're guilty of, instead of praying immediately, we go to Google. And find out what Google is telling about this feeling. And then later on we find... We, there's more pains, amen, because, because Google tells, oh, it, it is a sign, you know, of a, a heart, and you are in danger of a heart attack, and then you look for some other symptoms, and then later on, you got more symptoms than the cure, yeah. amen? So that's why, no wonder, Brother Branham said, you know, on the other side, when he saw uh, 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 people going out of blindness, he shouted, stay in line, yeah. amen? Amen. But at times, people stay online rather than staying in line. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So now, in Hebrews, he said, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. 
God testifying of His gifts, and by it, He being dead, yet speaketh. Now, the Bible said, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. That means Cain offered, Cain's offering was also excellent. It just happened that Abel's offering was more excellent. Why? Because Abel's offering had revelation that follows with it. He knew, amen, he knew somewhere that it's not a fruit, it's not something that, you know, because when, when, when Adam and Eve fell in sin, the first thing that they did was to cover themselves. And you know, they, 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 they covered themselves with apron, uh, fig leaves, and, and, and whatsoever. But you see, when God came down, when God came down, it used to be every time God comes down in the, in, in, in the dimension where, where Adam and Eve were, they always long for it. They miss the presence of the Lord. But for the very first time, because of that fall. Amen. So when they, when they feel the presence of the Lord is just coming to a close. Now remember, when, 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 when God called Abraham, Adam, Adam, where art thou? Adam said, I hid myself. Why? Now notice, they already covered themselves with their own choosing. They already covered themselves with their own religion to cover their sins. They, st they were still covered with their own choosing, with their own way. And yet when the presence of God came, they still feel naked. Hallelujah. That only means that from the very beginning, there's no way man can do something to go back to God in his own way. Hallelujah. No religion of man, no man's choosing to cover himself can satisfy, can cover their nakedness. Hallelujah. And so when God came down, even though they were covered, they still ran to the woods and they still tried to cover themselves. Hallelujah. But one, uh, at that same time, God knew. Amen. Did you? Amen. And what did God do? God removed. And God killed innocent lambs. On each for them. And God changed. Because there was blood in it. So, you see... Now, when, when it moved on, now when it comes to the offering, when it comes to the sacrifice. Brother Branham said, if you look at in their altar, Cain's altar was more beautiful than Cain. It was excellent. But Abel's altar was messy. There's a, a lamb there laying, slain, his, his throat being cut. There's no beauty in it. But that was what God recognized as a righteous sacrifice. Hallelujah. Because it is a sacrifice that had a revelation that goes with it. Now, you see, there are three sacrifices that we see. In the Old Testament, we see the animals are being killed. And their blood, the, the blood of bulls and goats... Amen. But the prophet said, 
There's no life in the blood of the animals that would go into the believer. And in the Old Testament, their sins were not forgiven. Their sins were only covered. Amen. Because the blood of the animals have no potential. It has no ability to remit sin. It can only cover. That's why the Bible said, you know, that, that those are only types and shadows of the things to come. Amen. They were shadows of things to come. But the genuine sacrifice is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Because it is the body. Amen. In the Old Testament, all of those things are just symbols. They're just types. They're just shadows. But the body is the Lord. Amen. So we have the, 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 we have the, the shadow of the real sacrifice. 2,000 years ago, we have the real sacrifice. Amen. And then afterward, amen, we don't have another sacrifice. But we have the representation of that sacrifice. Amen. Today, the bride is not the sacrifice, but it is the, he, she is the reflection of that sacrifice. Because there is something in her, in her amen, that reflects what she had received. So we had, we had the shadow, we had the genuine sacrifice, and then we have right now the reflection of that sacrifice. Amen. Hallelujah. Now when you, when you, we know what reflection is. When, you, when you're in front of the mirror, amen, you can see yourself. Alright? Now that is the reflection of who you are. Amen. But the mirror is not you. It only reflects you. Amen. So we have the genuine sacrifice. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Who was broken 2,000 years ago. Amen. But the, 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 the great difference is that. In the animal. There is, they, they have no soul. They have no life in them. So even if you break the chemistry of that blood. There is no life that will transfer into the believer. Amen. So you can feel guilty. Somebody will, will kill the animal and, and he feels guilt. And while, while that, that lamb is, is dying, you know, he holds the head. And while, while the blood is, you know, is just showering him and covering him. And he's crying because of the guilt. And, and I'm supposed to die instead of you. Right. Amen. But afterwards, the following year, he will offer again. Hallelujah. But when the real sacrifice had been offered once and for all. Hallelujah. There is no more guilt. Hallelujah. You're not just forgiven. But we were being justified. As if we have not done it in the first place. So you can walk. You can serve God without feeling any guilt. Because you know you have a perfect sacrifice. Hallelujah. We're not the one that is perfect. But we have a perfect sacrifice. And that perfect sacrifice once stood in front of Pontius Pilate and he said I have found no fault in this man meaning this is a real perfect sacrifice hallelujah I have found no fault in this man hallelujah it's the same thing today I have no found no fault in this message but they could not receive it hallelujah and the only thing they can find is find fault in the messenger not to the message but praise God there is a pure message in this hour hallelujah Amen. So you see, the animals, 
Amen. The shadow, the genuine, and the reflection of that sacrifice. Hallelujah. So there must be a light somewhere. Over the table this morning, breakfast table this morning. Amen. Bertie was showing me. Now look. Amen. There's a light up there. And you see, this is my, this is my, my finger. Can you see the shadow downstairs? Uh, down on the table? Yeah. Amen. It's a silhouette picture of this thing. But can you see my fingerprints? Amen. I said, Brother Tim, don't go on. I'm going to that this morning. <laughs> Amen. So you see, even today, you get a camera 10 years ago. Use that camera and take the same figure. Amen. But now, before, when we have two megapixels in our camera, we're happy. Amen. Then it became four megapixels. It became eight megapixels. Oh, you're happy. But now it's 16. 24 megapixels. Amen. Now, so you take a photo of your camera 10 years ago or even 5 years ago. And now you take this 24 megapixels. The same figure. But you can see more details. Hallelujah. So it depends on which camera you are using right now. Hallelujah. So you look on this message of the hour. You look on this word and you use the, the, the megapixel of the denomination. You use megapixel of the, uh, 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 of the med- You see three gods. Amen. But now you, see, you look through the eyes of the prophet. You look through the eyes of God and you see one God. Amen. Hallelujah. Just like Pharaoh and Moses one time, Brother Benham said, they were, they were looking in the same, through the same window. And when they looked down, amen, Pharaoh said, oh, look at those mud, mud over down there. Dirty. Amen. That was Pharaoh looking through the same window. And then Moses looked down and he never saw, he never saw Madober, dirty people. He saw, these are the people of God. Amen. Why? Because he was, he was looking from the different point of view. Now, which, which eyes are we looking through? Amen. And praise God, we have a seer in this day. Amen. That God did not only show him things that which was, which, uh, which was, which is, and which is to come, but God placed him there. Hallelujah. God, you know, Brother Benham even saw what have actually happened in the Garden of Eden. Because he is a seer. He is a witness. And so we can tell. Because we're looking through the eyes of God. Amen. Through the eye, through the sight of this prophet. Amen. Now we understand. We fully understand. We're not the ones that are perfect. Amen. If you look at me, you can find faults. Amen. When Moses went up to the mountain, it was the same ordinary mountain. But when the presence of God was there, he said, Moses, put off your shoes. Amen. It turned out to be a different ground. Because he said, you're standing on holy ground. Once it becomes occupied by the presence of the Lord, everything changes. Everything changes. Amen. So, you see, every time, but when, 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 uh, when this perfect sacrifice, amen, was being offered, there's no, more, there's no more shadow, but we have the reality. 
Amen? We have the reality. Amen? So, when Jesus Christ was here 2,000 years ago, He said, Upon this rock, I will build my church. And He asked, What is that rock? He asked, he asked Peter, Peter, what do men say about the Son of Man? Oh, they said, uh, you are one of the prophets. You're Elijah. You're Jeremiah. Amen. But how about you, Peter? It's personal. Amen. We have to come into that realization of who Jesus Christ is to us. Personally. Not what other people tell us. Not what other people believe. That's why the prophet of God said, God has no grandchildren. He only has, has sons and daughters. Because those sons and daughters are those who have personal experience. Personal revelation of who Jesus Christ is to them. Amen. So you see, he said, upon this rock I will build my church. So that rock is who Jesus Christ is. And so if that rock is a spiritual revelation of who Jesus Christ is, then we have to understand or re- recognize that that church is also a spiritual revelation of what the church is. Right. Right. Amen? So, that's why in the message, the revelation of Jesus Christ, let me read it. He said, now remember this. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit would come into the church and defile it, making it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. It exposes Satan, revealing his works, attempted destruction of God's people, and the discrediting of God's word. Look what's going on right now. People who have been so-called part of this ministry later on turn their backs against it and trying to find fault about about this message but they cannot find it and and finding fault amen against the messenger of God now right down to the time he is cast into the lake of fire he fights that he cannot stand it he knows that if the people get the true revelation of the true church and what she is and what she stands for and she can do the greater works. She will be an invincible army. Hallelujah. So that's why Satan hates two books. Brother Panam said. He hates the book of Genesis. Because we discover, we found out where he come from. In the book of Revelation, he is being exposed. And his end is being exposed too. Amen. But praise God, we love both of it. Hallelujah. Now. So he's, in the message dedication of building, Brother Bano said, we are the three-room house. One is your body, what you do for Christ. The other is your spirit, what you think of Christ. And the other is your soul, the faith that you have in Christ. Amen. So three-room house completely, absolutely dedicated to the service of the living God. Justification by faith, sanctification by the blood, the feeling of the Holy Spirit, entering into peace and rest with God. Amen. Now, he said, we have a three-room house. Brother Benjamin said, you're, not, you're very much familiar with that. We, we have the kitchen, we have the living room, and we have the bedroom. Right. Amen. The kitchen is the place where, you know, 
uh, where we eat. And in that table, we also have fellowship. And you know, that's the first level of our, fe- of our fellowship. You know, when we meet up together, amen, you offer coffee and we sit down together for food, amen. And then you, after that, by the way, you stay in the living room and in that living room, you spend more time together. You talk, you plan, yeah. amen, and you're being identified with the future things, amen. You're having some kind of a vision, yeah. amen, that you're going to be involved with, amen. But in the third room, he said, that's the bedroom, that there is where relationship comes in. And when you come into that relationship, something is taking place. Hallelujah. Amen. Relationship. We know that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is not a religion, but this is a relation. Right? Uh, uh, There's a favorite illustration that that, that at times I share, you know, uh, 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 just like a man and a woman, or if, if a man... Uh, owns probably uh, a, a, a restaurant and, and, and he has a servant there, serves him faithfully, serving the customers whatsoever. And then one time, <clears throat> uh, there's so much customers and then there's so much plates to, to wash, you know. And because of being so tired, she accidentally hit the pile of plates and everything fell into the floor and broke the plates. And here comes the owner of the restaurant, the boss. And he said, what have you done to my plates? It's all broken. You know, I have uh, invested on these plates and now you just, you just broke all of them. Now, you have, it's either you have to pay for what you have broken, or you have no more job starting tomorrow. So what's your choice? Because the relationship is Lord and servant. Amen? But there's a prophecy in Hosea chapter 2, verse 16. He said, in that day you shall call me no more Baali, but Ishi. And Baali means Lord, and Ishi means husband. So in that relationship, when that servant broke the plates, he has to pay. Because that's the relationship. Lord and servant. But now, because in the event of time, eventually they become husband and wife. Amen? And that same thing happened. That same offense happened. The pile of plates broke down, broke into the floor. It's the same offense. But now, because you have moved from being a servant to being the wife, there's a new relationship that comes in there. Hallelujah. And now, what should the husband do? Should Brother Craig, Anna, you pay for that? Your husband and wife. Now, I would tell that Brother Craig will say, okay, sweetheart, I'm sorry, you you might probably be tired. You rest a while. Let me clean this floor. Amen. And tomorrow, I'm going to buy you a new set of plates. Amen. It's the same offense. But because of the relationship, the reaction is different. 
Hallelujah. And that's the relationship we come into. But it took sacrifice for you to be able to enter into that relationship. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, now it's not just something that he just changed. But he sacrificed. Amen. He died at the cross of Calvary to be able to introduce us that relationship. So that that prophecy of Hosea will take place and will become a reality before you and me. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad we have a perfect sacrifice? And aren't you glad you have entered into that relationship? Hallelujah. Where there's no record on file to be piled against you. Amen. You're not perfect. Hallelujah. I'm not perfect. But thank God I have a perfect sacrifice. Amen. And because of that perfect sacrifice, I am now able to enter into that relationship. Hallelujah. And nobody can find Paul because he will be standing for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So you see, when you come, you know, in that relationship, there is a result. Amen. There's a new life in there. Amen. So you see what we're doing right now. We're in the kitchen. I'm just serving you the food that the Lord has prepared for you and me. Amen. But after this, and and we shake hands and we say bye-bye. You have just entered into the kitchen. But if you linger and you ask and you stay and, 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 and we fellowship somehow and we plan together amen, and we discuss, discuss things that we can do together, we go deeper than that. Amen. And also when you go deeper than that and there is a relationship, you found your pastor. Amen. And, 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 and there are people that until now they cannot still decide which home church they're going to go to. Why? Because the relationship has not been established yet. But when there is a relationship, let me tell you, there is no backing down. Hallelujah. There is no turning back. Because you have entered into that perfect relationship. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, you see, thank God for this relationship that the Lord has given us. And you see now, amen, when, when, when in, uh, in Second Timothy... He said, for the time will come. And this is the time. 2 Timothy 4, chapter 4, verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, that they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Now I believe, of course, we, we agree that it was, uh, uh, it was Timothy that, that Paul was speak, uh, speaking to at this time. But I believe this is also scripture for all of us. That's why we still go out there and do mission works. Amen. And, 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 and you know, uh, people today, they're no longer interested in going out for mission, searching, uh, reaching out for those souls. Amen. They're interested for fellowships and trying to break those fellowships and enter in. Amen. But this, that, you know, we need to go out there fishing for men. But there are ministers today, they're just fishing inside the aquarium. 
they're interested to those people that are already in the church. And they try to present looks like new teachings, fantastic theories of this message of the hour. Amen. But let me tell you this morning, stay with your pastor. Because the prophet of God said, he will let you through. Amen. So he said, now, <clears throat> Paul said in the questions and the answer, he was, uh, uh, Brother Barnum was, was asked, should evangelists continue on the field? In this hour, of course, what they mean, certainly by all means, Brother Barnum said, don't change a thing. If Jesus coming in the morning, preach today like it was going to be 10 years from today, but live like it's going to be at this hour. Don't get scrappled up now. That's why I'm trying to warn you about. See, just don't be odd, peculiar. Don't change nothing. But if you're doing something wrong or doing evil, repent. Come back to God. Continue on your evangelistic service just as you always did. If you're building a house, put it on up. If Jesus comes tomorrow, you'd be found faithful at the duty. If you're building your church, go on, put it up. I'd rather be putting my money in something like that than be found with it in my pocket. Just keep on, continue as you are. Amen. Amen. So, Revelation 10, 8 to 11 is a scripture being referred to us. That we must prophesy again. Through this message of the hour. There's still people out there. But the Banham said, you know, it's unfair that we have heard this message a number of times. But there's still people out there who have not heard this message not a single time. You're so blessed. Amen. To have heard this message of the hour many times and consistently being preached to you. You're blessed to have a pastor who have grasped of the message of the hour who's standing for the word. Hallelujah. And you must take advantage of that. Amen. But you see, we are coming to a point. And I see myself in this point when, 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 when Paul said, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul came to a point after receiving this message. In the early part of his ministry, he was fighting against this message. But when he had personal experience and that voice behind that light that he saw, Amen, he said, Why are, uh, why are you pers- persecuting me, Paul? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And that voice answered, said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And that blinded Paul's eyes, you know. And and eventually, he became one with the believers. And he became a new Paul. Amen. Saul turned to be Paul. And he was then preaching this message, the the message of the hour in his day. Because he got converted. He he, he joined with with a group of people. Amen. But now at, at, at the brink, you know, at the end of his ministry. And he said, now... I am ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. Now listen, Brian. Amen. There is a time of rejoicing. There is a time. Also, like Paul, he said, my departure is coming. I am now ready to be offered. Hallelujah. 
All these things, all the, you know, the, the prophets in the church ages. We see the people in the church ages. When, when, they, when they receive the message that says, Be thou faithful unto death. That was the message that they received. And you know, the, the prophet said, We cannot live higher than our revelation. And the revelation comes to the messenger of that age. And you see, be thou faithful unto death. That's why, you know, there were people, they were, uh, 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 they were, they, they were persecuted, they were killed, they were martyred, but they were willing to give their lives. Because that was what the message in their days required. And they cannot go below that. And they cannot go above that. They can only go with the light of their day. And they had to live by it. Amen. But, and they have to stand. And you see, at that time, you know, people were being hung on the trees. Women with long hair. Amen. Their hair being uh, dipped into the, uh, uh, into the oil and then being burned. Amen. And they were running in the plaza in the dark hour of the night. Amen. But still, they were rejoicing. Amen. They were raising their hands. Women being burnt and men being hung on the trees burnt also. But they were rejoicing saying, Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. I believe it's the same thing today. We have come to the point, as Paul said, the hour of my departing is coming. Now today, the hour of the bride, the hour for the bride to depart. The rapture is about to take place. Hallelujah. And as Paul said, I am now about to be offered. Why? Because he received the word in his day. Amen. And it produced the same thing. Amen. And so, now look. The Bible said, you know, in this hour, they're going to crucify the word for the second time. Amen. So he said, now, when Brother Brennan said, he preached on this word, he said, there are only four words. There they crucified him. He said, there, amen, in the city, the most holy city in the whole world, amen, they, supposedly God's people, crucified, he said they crucified the most shameful death, crucified him, the holy one, amen, they crucified him right in the most, supposed to be the most holy place, and today he's being crucified once again, and who, amen, and he said, now think of it. His hardest pierces come, comes from the pulpit. That's where his new Calvary is at. They crucify him, the word. Where? At the pulpit. You see, Brother Benham said, this pulpit is the closest place in heaven that is available here on earth. Supposedly, the pulpit. But where did they crucify? Where is that new Calvary now? Where is that new Golgotha? He said, they crucify him, the word, at the pulpit. That's right. How they do it? By their forms of godliness. That's exactly crowned from the audience by scoffers. He's got a new crown of thorns. Scoffers pierced from the pulpit. Crowned by the scoffers. Is he crucified again afresh? Striped by man-made creeds, teachers of denomination against his word. They stripe it in shame. Condemn it. Amen. 
In paragraph 294, he said, He got a new Golgotha where they take him to. Those robed choirs, short wearing women, bobbed hair, painted faces, singing in the choir like angels with talents. That's his new Golgotha. Just modern striptices protected by a law like at Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. So once again, all except the pulpits, amen, being used by the bride is against this message of the hour. Amen. He's being, he's being attacked in many pulpits. The pulpit that is supposed to be the standard of the church. The pulpit that is supposed to be protecting the word of God. The pulpit that is supposed to be where the pure milk and honey spiritually is flowing. There are many pulpits that is against the message of the hour. Hallelujah. Rejecting the sacrifice of the hour. Rejecting the pure word of God. Amen. Behind the pulpit. Now listen. Now. In the questions and answers. Now look at where is that pulpit now. Now you remember what I said last Sunday. If you're a preacher, get you a pulpit. If you're not, leave your sermon. We're not all called to be, to, to be preachers. Amen? But we can leave a sermon. See, that's the way to do that. Leave your sermon. If you're a preacher, get you a pulpit and go to preaching. Now, if you're not, just leave your sermon. Let your life be your pulpit. You are a living pulpit. You are a walking pulpit. Let your life be a pulpit. Now, if you become, if your life becomes a pulpit today, where is the word being crucified again? It says behind the pulpit. But now many people attack you. Many people put you in shame. Scoppers. People that don't believe what we believe. They're attacking us. But why? Because once again the word. Amen. He's his light being in you. He's being again crucified through you. Amen. So that's why in the Old Testament, it was the blood of the animals. In the, in the New Testament, it was Jesus Christ being the sacrifice. But today, you being the believer, being the part of the bride, and being the reflection of that sacrifice. Once again, that word, that sacrifice is being attacked once again and being placed in such a shame. But praise God for people who can stand this word no matter what. Praise God for ministers that can stand the word. Even people can turn their backs against them. Hallelujah. But we can still live by this word. Because there's no other way. There's no other sacrifice. There is no other life. Amen. Hallelujah. That, 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 that can produce the same kind of life that Jesus Christ lived while he was here on earth. Amen. And that's why Satan is trying to prevent you, of, to prevent you from knowing who you are. Because if we realize who we are, what we are, and what we are standing for, we will be an invincible army. And let me tell you, we are an invincible army. Not because we are good. Not because.
because we are pure, not because we are perfect, but praise God, we have a message. Amen. That have been broken down once again. Amen. So you see, this message has brought us. You know, Brother Van said, Malachi 4, when he made mention about the ministry. He said there are two things that this uh, uh, ministry has to accomplish. You agree with that? Yeah. Amen. You know, we believe that Malachi 4 brought us back to the faith of our fathers. Amen. This is the message of restoration. Now, this message brought us back to the faith of our fathers. That's why we're contending for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. But you see, when this message reveals more, amen, there is more restoration that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that was being brought back to us. Not just the faith of our fathers, but this message brought us farther back. That's why we knew what happened in the Garden of Eden. Because of the message of the hour, we knew, we realized what the real sacrifice is. And what, is, what, what, what does it mean to us? Amen? It did not only bring us back to the faith of our fathers in faith, in the apostles, but it brought us back to the beginning. Amen? Amen. Amen. And even that, when this word is being revealed, it is being brought us farther from the beginning. Hallelujah. The first stage. You know, remember when Elijah, when Elijah repaired the altar. Amen. He repaired the altar that was broken down. Amen. Now, after the altar was repaired, just as Isaac said, here is the altar. Here is the firewood. But where is the sacrifice? Amen. In, in 1 Kings chapter 17, Elijah he said, he re- the Bible said, he repaired the altar. But it did not end when Elijah repaired the altar. There has to be an evening sacrifice. And that sacrifice is the lamb. Amen. That sacrifice is the lamb. The fire did not come when the altar was repaired. Amen. The fire did not come when our hearts are being restored. There has to be a sacrifice on top of the restored altar. Hallelujah. That's why our hearts are being turned back to the faith of our fathers. And later on, this message brought us further to the original sacrifice. And later on, on top of the altar. Amen. You know, Brother Benham said, Satan chose the head, but God chose the heart. Amen. So, this message turned our hearts back to the fathers. And when our hearts are turned back to the fathers, amen, later on, by further revelation, we knew what had happened in the Garden of Eden. We knew what Adam lost. Amen. And then further on, amen, by the opening of the word, amen, not only back to the apostles' faith, not only back to what Adam did, but we went back to the mind of God. And in the mind of God said, as Jeremiah said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thought of peace and not of evil. We're justified. We're sinless before him. Because beyond the beginning, there is a perfect sacrifice. There was a lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. And that sacrifice from before the foundation of the world was there laying in there. Even during the time when we do not know him. Even during the time when we did not know who we are. 
But that lamb slain in the mind of God was laying there. Hallelujah. That's why when John was in the Isle of Patmos, when he heard the voice, amen, he said, The lion of the tribe of Judah had prevailed. And when he looked, he saw no lion, but he saw a bleeding lamb. Hallelujah. But let's, not only a bleeding lamb, but that lamb was not as if he was laying tired. And as if he is surrendered, but he saw a lamb standing. He said, he saw a lamb. He stood a lamb. Hallelujah. He was not tired. He did not surrender, but he was standing as he, hallelujah. He was bleeding, but he was standing. That's my sacrifice. Hallelujah. And that sacrifice removed the guilt. And that sacrifice is something that I am pissing on. Hallelujah. The lamb. Glory. Amen. From the Garden of Eden, God chose the Lamb for Adam and Eve. Amen. 2,000 years ago, God chose. John introduced him. Behold the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Amen. During the time of Isaac, Abraham, God challenged Abraham. He tested him. Give me a sacrifice. The sacrifice that is the fruit of your faith. Amen. But I like to read this portion. Amen. He said in the message, Jehovah Jireh. So he caught his own little son, pulled his hands behind him. Isaac not making a move or asking any questions. Obedient to the death. Just as Christ was, tied his hands behind him. Tied his feet, laid him upon the rock, brushed back as his little curls out of his face, reached down, and he got the real sharp knife, looked up towards the heavens, pulled his throat back, raised his knife to take his life. And about that time, the Holy Spirit caught his hand, said, Abraham, stay your hand. I know that you love me, for thou would not prevent me from having your only son. And about that time, a ram bleated, hooked in the wilderness by his horns, Now, not a you, but a ram, speaking of Christ. And I want to ask you something. Where did that ram come from? He's about 75 or 100 miles from civilization. Wild beasts, lions, wolves, wild dogs. The desert's full of them. How could he have ever got there? And another thing, he was way on top of a mountain. Where there's no water. How did he get there? It's impossible. But to God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. So when Isaac asked, Father, here is the altar. Here is the firewood. But where is the sacrifice? Amen. Amen. Altar is not enough. Firewood is not enough. But it takes a sacrifice to complete the worship. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, but the question is, where did that lamb come from? Where did that ram come from? Amen. And Brother Benham continued on. He's saying, Jehovah Jireh. God spoke him into existence. Hallelujah. It was an offering chosen by God. Although Abraham was willing to sacrifice his own son. But listen. God requires a more excellent 
sacrifice. Amen. Not just the product of our own sacrifice. Not just our own willingness to do it. To serve God. But He requires His own choice of sacrifice. Amen. Cain offered God excellent sacrifice. But Abel by revelation was able to give to offer God a more excellent sacrifice. Abraham was willing also to give his own son. Amen. Isaac was a product of Abraham's faith. Amen. Even his own wife questioned him. Even his own wife, you know, did not believe at the early part of their lives. It was a product of a miracle. Amen. But yet, that sacrifice, if he offered Isaac, that remains to be an offering, a sacrifice that come from the loins of the natural Abraham. Which is a product of a union between man and a woman. And that could not be a perfect sacrifice. But God of Amen requires a more excellent sacrifice. And he knows what the excellent sacrifice is. Hallelujah. And so what's that? That ram came there. And God spoke through the mouth of Abraham. Amen. Son, the Lord himself shall provide a sacrifice. Hallelujah. And when Abraham spoke that, that ram came into existence. And what an offering. Amen. To be, put, put, to be put on that altar. A perfect sacrifice. That ram had no father. Had no mother. It was a ram that came out of the spoken word. It's perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. And today. We have the altar. We have a restored heart. Back to the faith of our fathers. But there has to be. A sacrifice. Where is that sacrifice? It cannot come from any seminary. It cannot come from any theological school. It cannot come from any theologian. Hallelujah. It can only come through the spoken word of God. Hallelujah. And where God is the one who speaks it. And this message is a product of God's spoken word. And this is something that God is looking for. Amen. The perfect broken sacrifice. Amen. So when this word. Amen. Was being cut and broken. And being rightly divided. And being offered to us. And we are here. As the new altar of God. And on top of that. This pure word. Did not come. From any big denominations, prominent people, it comes from the mouth of God. Amen. And He's the only one that can change, hallelujah, not only change our lives, but can change this vile body from mortality into immortality. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you love Him this morning? 
Hallelujah. Brother Branham told the story. I don't know where he got it. But I would like to, to, to use that story when, you know, there was a blind man by the name of Bartimaeus. Of course, you know the story very well. Amen. You know, and Brother Branham in this story, he said, you know, uh, 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 blind Bartimaeus, he had these turtle doves, and these turtle doves are source of his income. You know, he make them do some exhibition in in places where there are people watching it, and those people who who, who got excited, you know, and they they dropped coins and everything as an offering, and and that's a living, that's a living for for Bartimaeus, amen. And then he has a a lamb, you know, that leads him. He's blind. But one day his daughter got sick. And Brother Branham said, Blind Bartimaeus said, Lord, I know you're, you're a healer. And should you heal my daughter, I'm willing to offer these turtle doves, which is his source of income, his life. Right. Amen? If he lose that, there's no more source of income for Bartimaeus. How can he provide for his family? But he needed a sacrifice. He committed a sacrifice to the Lord. And he has to do it. And God did heal his daughter. And so he has to fulfill his commitment. And he offered the turtle doves. No more source of income. To find out later that his wife, his lovely wife, got sick. And when she got sick, once again, Barabanam said, Bartimaeus offered to God, Lord, because you're going to heal my wife, I'm going to offer you the lamb. As a burnt offering. As a sacrifice. Barabanam said, when we sacrifice, we sacrifice something that is a part of us. Something that hurts us. If it doesn't hurt us, it's not a sacrifice. Amen. So he said, it's yours, Lord. And so one day when he was going to the, to the temple and the priest, Bartimaeus, where are you going? I'm going to offer the lamb. You all are going to offer the lamb? Bartimaeus, you, you, you're not going to do that. That's your, your eyes all your life. And the priest said, come, I'm just going to give you, um, give you money and buy lamb. And, 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 and uh, Bartimaeus said, no, I did not promise a lamb. But I promise this lamb. Amen. Hallelujah. There's no other option but this lamb. And he did. Hallelujah. And now he had nothing. Right. Right. Amen. He sacrificed the turtle doves. But he had a daughter that was healed. That's, right. That's a testimony. Yeah. Amen. Now he has no more eyes. Nobody to lead him, but he had a lovely wife who, who's healed by the Lord himself. Amen. And so one day, he had nothing. People were just passing by. And you know, uh, uh, Bartimaeus was just sitting right there, blind and, 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 and know nothing. But suddenly he heard a little further. He heard the name Jesus. Amen. And faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. And because he sacrificed. And now. Hallelujah. Here comes the source of everything. He's not just the source of, of, of a natural provision. But he's the source of everything. And he heard the voice. Amen. And that voice. Amen. Called him Bartimaeus. 
And Bartimaeus, hallelujah, who was blind all his life, suddenly his healing comes because he sacrificed. Amen. That was part of him. That is his life. Amen. Remember, amen, we give our lives to this message. It is our sacrifice. And the time of departure is coming. As Paul said, I am now. It is my time to be offered. Hallelujah. It's our time. Let all the critics say whatever they want. But I'm willing. I have offered my whole life. Hallelujah. That's why Romans 12 says, Amen. uh, Present yourself as a living sacrifice. Not because we are the literal sacrifice, but we have the word being open, rebuilt, laying in our hearts, reflecting the life that he should be. Amen. Amen. Remember young people. You know, the life of Jesus was not written in the Bible between his age, 13 years old and 29 years old. You cannot find it in the Bible. Amen. Amen. But there must be a purpose for not being written there. Amen. His life when he was a teenager. His life until he's 29 years old was not written in the Bible. But let me tell you young people this morning. That if the life of Jesus when he was at your age. Could have been written in the Bible. It's the life that you are living right now. You are the revelation. Of that life of Jesus Christ. That was not literally written in the Bible. But because the message is being revealed to you. If Jesus is living here right now. He is living in your hearts. And the life that you live right now young people. Is the same life that Jesus will be living. If he is here in the flesh. You are the flesh of Jesus Christ right now. Because why? You have opened your hearts as an altar to the Lord. And that word revealed to you personally. Is laying in there. Hallelujah. And you are manifesting. You are the manifestation of the youthful days of Jesus Christ. Christ living here on earth right now. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Can we give God an offering this morning? Hallelujah. That we love Him and we're going to serve Him to the fullest. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There's no more sacrifice. There's only one sacrifice and that's Him. But we remain the reflection of that sacrifice. If He's living here, He is living here right now. Through you. Amen. He's burning. Amen. He said you are. Amen. The believers are the sweet sour. You are the salt. Amen. You know. When you do barbecue. Yesterday. The other day we had a barbecue. And when you put the barbecue. On top of the. uh, uh, When you grill it. You put some salt in it. And it gives sour. Amen. Sweet smelling sour. It just gives sour. But the main dish or the main part is the meat. Amen. During the time of persecution, the meat was Jesus Christ. 
But the life of the martyrs gives savour to the meat. Amen? But they are not the central or the focal point of that time. It was the word that they received which is the meat. And their lives that were being poured out in that meat, in that word that they believed, add savour in that generation. And this is the secret today. That people can come in and receive the word. Because there are sour. There are people like you who could live the word. And we could add. And people would realize they don't have something that you have. You possess something that you do not have. People get interested because they see your life. And they become interested with what you believe. When they see you, they become interested with the sacrifice. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. Amen. And you just pray for us as we go on in the mission field. And we will be continuously praying for you. Remember, you are the reflection of that sacrifice. It's the main sacrifice and that will never change. Hallelujah. But live the way this message tells us to live. And let me tell you, we will be happy serving the Lord. God bless you as I call on Pastor Tim. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, Bert. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's stand together. Amen. Oh, I know the time is near. Everything that I hold dear. We're laid before the holy, consuming fire. All my works and all my deeds, every prayer prayed on.